Welcome back, Literary Summers. Such a build-up into it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we read books outside our comfort zones. I'm Em. And I'm Anna. <laughs> this is the energy we're bringing. This is. Today. It's a late night, uh, Friday <laughs> night. We usually record on Wednesday. It's a little peek for you behind the scenes here, yeah. listeners. We usually record on Wednesdays, but now it's like an hour and a half on a Friday night later than we normally do. Um, someone's cat was throwing up someone's cat was sick and you know what always have to worry about the pets first (laughs) (laughs) this week on shelf aware speaking of cats we are reading we did read a classic dystopian novel i guess you could say uh i've never penguin modern says it's a classic i had never heard of it before the book is called cat country by lao she which is like a satirical uh, novel written in China in like the 1930s. So um, I'm going to take this one very surface level read. I'm just letting you guys know right here at the top. I'm not smart enough to know what was going on that part of the world in this moment in history. I hardly know what's going on in my own household like the day of. So please forgive. I'm doing a very surface level read here. And the book was still just like real fucking weird. <laughs> it was a real fucking weird book and that's fine um because you know what sometimes the world is really fucked up like in a dystopia right smooth right. segue but em <laughs> what is a dystopia <laughs> uh a dystopia is when it's real real bad um yeah yeah the encyclopedia <laughs> of science fiction <laughs> defines dystopia dystopia (laughs) no uh, so essentially dystopias are the opposite of utopias right utopias Mm -hmm. are like everything is perfect and dystopias like everything sucks and it's awful um we can't quite decide when like dystopian literature as a thing started wikipedia calls gulliver's travels a dystopia and that was in 1726 I don't know that I agree with that statement, but here we are. Um, There were several other, like, kind of uh, things that could be classified as dystopias in the following century. Um, But it was really kind of the 20th century when dystopia as a genre uh, took off. Um, Again, kind of some some debates as to what the first real dystopian... uh, novel is I saw a lot of people would say it was the novel We by Yevgeny Zemyatin mm. uh, and but some people also say um, uh, like earlier stuff there was a Mary Shelley one we were thinking about doing at one point too um, long unfortunately it was too it would long have been good. yeah we kind of get into like later in this the early 1900s where we have stuff like uh, Brave New World in 1984 um, which most people probably recognize the names of, if, even if they haven't read, which I actually have not read either of those, but, you know, they get referenced enough that I kind of know the vibe. Um, mm-hmm. And then, again, we get, uh, like, 50s and 60s with the the increase in sci-fi in general. We see um, a lot of... big. Yeah, a lot of dystopias with that, too. Um, but essentially, the, the primary goal of a dystopia is to... Uh, serve, well, I guess I shouldn't say primary goal because, you know, these authors might have their own goals in mind, but generally dystopias serve as like a warning about the way that society is going and how that might uh, take a turn for the worse. 
um, kind of asking like, what if, but instead of it being like, what if we had cool technology? It's like, <laughs> what if everyone uh, was poor and had to eat people? We all um, hated it. And we all hated it. And uh, also class systems. Class systems play a big part in most dystopias. We saw this hardcore with the last dystopia we read, which was a teen YA dystopia. Mm-hmm. Um, they had pretty dresses, though. And they had pretty dresses, but they also had very rigid class mm-hmm. systems. It wasn't all um, bad. <laughs> Um, and, uh, the, the rise of YA dystopia specifically, we kind of talked about, uh, with the last book in this unit too, um, sort of came about in the 2010s, late 2000s with, uh, Mm -hmm. Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. Um, and it saw, uh, an increase in popularity, a little bit of that spilled over into adult, but, Mm -hmm. uh, in general. all about those trilogies, man. Yes. In general, the peaks for, um, kind of the dystopia trend was like 1920s-ish, 1950s, 60s, and then uh, kind of the YA peak in the uh, early uh, or Mm -hmm. late aughts, early 2010s. Yeah. And now it's like too real. Now it's too real (laughs) and we're all bummed and we don't want to read about (laughs) dystopias because we're living in one. I want Um, a utopian. But also as this book kind of posits, kind of segueing back to cat country, Uh um, I mean... With that ending and all, we'll get to it, but... Uh, <laughs> the one-sentence ending. I know you hated it. I loved it. I thought... I, I just... I laughed so hard. I was like, I suffered through this whole book for that? <laughs> it, it was exactly what I needed in this book, um, which kind of brings us to, like, how did we feel about it in general? Um, I agree that there was definitely a lot of stuff that I was like, I think I know what you're gesturing towards. I think with Uncle this. Carl is Carl Marx. Carl Marx, absolutely, yeah. yes, hundred yeah. um, percent. Was like the, the one whole, thing like, I felt certain of. I was like, I think yeah, that's what that is. The whole like uh, the red army and whatever. Okay, yeah. like communism. We get everybody share skiism. Everybody, yeah. Um, and then there was a lot of like anti-capitalist stuff and and things like that. Um, so, like, I could generally get it, but definitely there was a lot of minutia that I was like, this is going over my head. I'm not familiar enough with the politics of yeah. China in this moment. Um, I did look into this book a little bit, and uh, apparently the author himself was kind of like, yeah, this wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do a great job because it wasn't very funny. Job at it. <laughs> Which, you know, respect, Absolutely. honestly. But it is, like, fairly well-known, I guess, because it's kind of one of the only sci-fi um, novels coming out of China at the at the time, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. I always like reading sci-fi from other, like, areas and cultures and stuff just to kind of see, like, what other, especially with dystopia, sure. like, what are people worried about, right? Because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. usually what we do with sci-fi. Um, but, yeah, what do you think? I... <laughs> Really, I really struggled with this one. I felt there was just, it was kind of, um, I felt like it got to a point. Like it was, it was interesting in the beginning of like crash landing on Mars, meeting these people, and then having everyone basically like addicted to a food source. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't function anymore because of that. And mm-hmm. I thought I was like, this is all interesting. But then it like got into a part where it was like one of the characters just monologues at another yes. of the characters for four or five chapters. And I was like, I, I can't anymore. This was less of a novel, more of like a study of this like fictional yeah. culture that maybe yeah. isn't so fictional. Uh-huh. Um, and that's cool, but I did kind of want it to be a novel. Yeah. So it yeah. was hard. 
I felt myself at many points in, in the book going, no, we get it. We get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were definitely some of those uh, monologues that I was like, yeah, okay, um, I get the vibe. I'm moving Wrap on. Wrap it up now, my friend. <laughs> and honestly, not enough cat stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I thought there was going to be more fun cat shenanigans, but mm-hmm. no. Nah. It was just kind of like, yeah, they're cat people. And they're and very I'm, lazy. They're the part of cats that are like in the sun and yeah. laying around and that's it. Which was also <laughs> confusing because there were other cat people that weren't like this. And there were other cat people that didn't live in cat country and like weren't cat men. But they were like, yeah, I don't know. It was. <laughs> I need to know more whole, about all of Mars. Yeah. Right I now. needed this to be more like um, Mouse, like the Art Spiegel book. Yeah. Where it's like these mice are the Jews and these cats are German and we get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so it was just that everybody was kind of cats, but they were like better Slightly cats. cats. cats yeah. Cats you weren't addicted to. Yeah. So food source. I don't know. You just need to throw in a couple more critters, I think, to really yeah. make me dial in. Yeah. They should have been like frogs yeah. or something. I yeah. Or dogs. Or dogs. Or like yeah. aliens not based on anything we know on planet no. Earth. No. No, not possible. <laughs> no. Couldn't do that. Couldn't possibly. Couldn't. Um, cool. What else are you reading then? Oh, nothing about cats. Cat really? Uh, <laughs> I I did try to find like a dystopia from more recently, but I gave up and just yeah, started reading some fair. romance instead. Um, We've all been there. Yeah, you know. So I have been reading. A bunch of romance I'm not going to recommend on the podcast because We've all been no there. one needs to know about <laughs> that. Um, but I also picked up, everybody knows I hate sports, but I'm a big fan of sports romances. Hell yeah. Um, so I picked up the second book in Alexa Martin's, I don't know if it, she, like it's the series has a title, but I'd read the first one a while ago, um, which was called uh, Intercepted. Um, and I liked it, but I didn't stick with the series, like, because... It was, like, one of those, like, the first book was out, and then I mm. didn't notice when the other books came out. Right. And there have been, like, three more books that came out since then. So I read the second one, which is called Fumbled, and it was cute. It was a good little sports romance. Not quite as sports-heavy as I usually like, but uh-huh. there was a decent amount of sports. Um, oh. Sounds good. I don't think I've ever heard of these. It's about a uh, single mom who uh, had... The, the her former boyfriend and father of her child, they had like a traumatic breakup situation and then he he doesn't know that she had this kid and he comes back into her life. He's a football star um, and she they meet and uh, start working things out, read the kid hmm. and are also still in love. And then also there's some stuff about like uh, uh uh, traumatic brain injuries and stuff so that's yeah. always fun you Scary. know oh, just in time for the super bowl good job em yes that's if you want you to read a romance about traumatic brain injuries to remind you why football and yeah. sports in general sucks you can read this book <laughs> um i also like i like the series because the writer is in so is herself married to a former football player. Oh, so, like, cool. there's a bit of realism yeah, insider there. knowledge. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Very neat. Uh-huh. How about you? What have you been reading? 
Well, I read, I actually, again, accidental, accidentally appropriate, I guess. Um, oh. I picked up a copy of, um, well, I received for Christmas a copy of this book, whose title I'm going to tell you right now, as soon as mm-hmm, I pull it mm-hmm. up, A Psalm for the Wild Built by Becky Chambers, mm. um, which is a utopian novel, I would say. Um, oh. and it's a novella, I guess, actually. It's not a novel. It's a novella. It's very short. Um about uh in a world where robots became sentient one day and all said hey we're done now um we're gonna go we we, since we're all sentient we want to kind of like be away from people for a while to figure out what it means to be alive sure smell you later um and then the people of earth just kind of had to figure out how to live but they create like this really beautiful society where like in my opinion maybe it's not supposed to be i don't know it sounded really cool to me um <laughs> where they just like everyone seemed like they worked together and and had like solved global climate change and had like parts of the earth that were specifically blocked off to be like this is wild area and you know and i don't know it just seemed like everyone got their shit together and was nice that was the background yeah. of the book the foreground of the book was a little bit more like philosophical like this uh individual who is a tea monk meets a robot and the two of them start a relationship and talk a lot about philosophy and stuff and I think it would have been a little bit more impactful if I read it in my mid-20s when I was feeling a little bit more um you know going through that quarter life crisis of like what does it mean to be an adult who has to live for 70 more years and not know what the fuck is going on i feel like <laughs> it would have been a lot more impactful then because they do a lot of discussion about like every person's value and worth and stuff mm. regardless of of who you are what you do you all have worth um so it was nice it was a cute little short story um, I enjoyed it. And then I did read a bunch of horny novels after that Classic. that I don't Classic. want to talk about. You know, sometimes... Send me a DM just... if you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Patreon, our secret Patreon. Yeah, where you where will get our, our horny novel reviews. Yes. <laughs> we will send you our recommendations for horny novels each month uh-huh, at uh-huh. our new $10 tier on yes, Patreon. Yes, on our uh, Substack. Is that the new, is that the newsletter Maybe. thing you have to pay for? Our, super, our secret sure. newsletter you have to pay to read. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. Find us. Find us. We're definitely there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, would you recommend this book? We oh yeah to say. Um, i don't think so like even no. if the author is like no yeah the, the authors the authors i i feel like maybe for cert very like if you are interested in this era of history yeah yeah uh, yeah course. sure but like it wasn't to me it wasn't hard to read aside from like the monologues which if i cared about you know the politics mm-hmm. i probably would have been more into um but yeah so if you if you want to if you're a big fan of of uh early 1900s chinese history and politics and stuff i don't know maybe read it it, yeah. it could be fun for you but it's a satire i don't that's not very funny yeah i don't really think anybody else needs to read this it, it's very hard to find yeah like there's a penguin modern classic edition but only on kindle as far as i can tell like the at least on amazon the the paperback was selling for way more than mm-hmm. you should ever pay for a book i think it was like like a non-rare book i guess i should say mm. it's like 89 dollars or something but maybe it was too just much. out of stock i don't know maybe it's on yeah. barnes and noble i'm too lazy to look don't, don't ask know. me to verify information on the podcast i co-host could say 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, it, like, it feels dismissive to be like, it's not worth your time, but it's kind of not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's, it's definitely very niche. Yeah. Um, but we read it, so we'll tell we you about it. it. And we're going to talk as I about can. it. I, <laughs> I didn't know what to do for this podcast episode, really, honestly. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I feel that. <laughs> plot, like, not here, not couldn't here. be me. What are we going to joke about that is also, <laughs> like... <laughs> Because I was really like, I don't want anyone to like get the wrong idea and think I'm trying to make like really smart jokes on a subject I know nothing uh-huh. about. Like, yeah. literally, I'm like the cat people. I just want to talk about cats. Like, I don't want to. Who are the cat people in real life? I don't know. This is what I'm saying that the cats needed to be more cat like so we yeah. had more content. But I believe the cat people are supposed to be China. Okay. Like, they are Chinese. Okay. That is what is happening here, All I right. believe. Yeah, I don't know. I'd believe that. So we we have a narrator. He has no name. Classic. Um, but he is he crash lands a ship on Mars that he was uh, riding in with his like one of his best childhood friends and um, some other guy and some other guy. But fuck him. We don't care about him. <laughs> Truly, we don't. He gets like one line mentioned. Yeah. Um, Which I'm pretty sure the only reason that they had that other guy in it was to, like, draw parallels with the end of it, with the two that die at the end of, like, uh, rings, and it comes back, mm, you know? But I didn't catch that. I was really skimming at that point. I feel like that's why they bothered to throw in that second dead character, because they had absolutely no emotional impact on this dude at all. (laughs) Really only cared about two people, him and... uh, his unnamed childhood, childhood friend. best friend, yeah. yeah. So they they were this little expedition group that wanted to go out and land on Mars, and they did. But two thirds of their party died when they did land on Mars. Eh, win some, you lose some. <laughs> the third one is just like our narrator. Fuck, I'm here on planet Mars. My ship's destroyed. All of our supplies on it are destroyed. All I have are, is this one pistol with the twelve bullets in it and a box of steel matches and that's it that's all he's got i should have kept track of how many bullets he used i i thought story. about it <laughs> i was like i'm i simply am not gonna go back i'm not gonna go back yeah. there's no going back there's, in this book yeah, only forward not. only forward only forward so um he spends a lot of time just kind of like looking at the planet um because he's like i should probably bury my my friend's body doesn't give a shit about the other guy again he's like i need to bury my friend's body to show him respect like put him at rest but he's like burned up or something maybe maybe there was nothing know. of him yeah and there was very little left of the friend because the, just, the yeah. hawks got him or whatever yeah hawks it, buzzards what were they they were hawk white hawk creatures okay. of some kind it's weird considering one of the characters names is also hawk yeah, I didn't. Seems like there's symbolism there. I don't know I what don't it is. Know. Though. Hawk was an interesting person. I didn't understand. I, I, I didn't did understand not. What that was about. But. Hawk is definitely a political figure of some sort, and I don't know who it's it is. It's beyond me to figure. Possibly it Possibly American. I don't know. I like say. Hawk feels. Well, I don't know. Eagle would have maybe been more. Yeah. On the nose. I meant more because of his like weird accent that seemed like a weird Southern accent. Oh. You know. Because yeah, it was, like, all written out with, like, apostrophes on all the Gs and whatever. Oh, maybe. Yeah. When we get to it, I'll, I'll we'll read some of it. Yeah, that's all the way very... almost at the end. We... Yeah. 
Um, I mean, to be fair, all of the plot. So there's like a little bit of plot here and then a whole bunch of monologuing and a little bit of plot at the end. Yeah. Not much. So. (laughs) So strap in, friends. Get ready. Um, He's like, (laughs) narrator is staring off into the distance, like just like, wow, look, here I am on Mars. When a group of people who are kind of like cats, but not really. I just have to read you the description because it was really kind of uh, kind of grossed me out a little bit. Uh, one of the very specific descriptions. So this is this is what the cat people look like. Uh, they're they're lo- narrow, long waists, very short hands and feet, fingers and toes very stubby, and then very disturbing to me. Their neck is so long they can bend their heads backwards down their backs, which like we can kind of do as humans. I do understand that, but the fact of like their heads just like lolling around, <laughs> I didn't like that. I did not notice that as a, a icky thing. Oh, I just really felt that like, was Oof. very cat to me. <laughs> so I was like, yes, this is what I wanted. Cats. Cats. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, more of this. Oh, no, we're not doing more of this? Dang it. <laughs> nope, nope. I thought they were going to like hunt some mice or something fun. No, no they're they, just going to do a lot of drugs. They just do drugs all day long, which I the the, the comparison there, I guess, could be clear it could it's like it's opium right is what it's supposed to be this is what i feel like it is it's what i feel like it is but i didn't want to but i don't want to say i'm not authority please this don't take me (laughs) as an authority figure on this there's just there's a lot of parallels people are like oh maybe it was introduced by outsiders or like the outsiders are using it to control us and i'm like yeah opium okay i get it oh yeah it makes you work like for a little bit but then you crash okay yeah i guess oh if you take too much of it you die yeah okay it's opium all drugs Um, so yeah, so these, these cat people approach him and they immediately like bind him and handcuff him and then just like start walking him away from the scene of the crash. And as he looks back, like the hawks, these white hawks that are present, um, in this, in this part of Mars, Mars, in cat country, I guess, because they've managed to kill off all the other livestock for reasons we'll get into later, swoop in and start eating his childhood friend's bones. And then he just like kind of passes out out of exhaustion and emotional trauma and all this other stuff. Um, And he wakes up a couple times, like he's on a boat and he's like, how'd I get on this boat? I'm going to go back to sleep. And he wakes up again and he's like, I'm in a jail cell, jail cell. How did I get here? Um, but the cats like didn't remove anything from his body. So he still has like his clothes. He has the matches. He has the gun. So using, using the tools he has, he's able to escape imprisonment and he sneaks out of this jail cell that they've put him into. And, um, once he's outside of jail, he's like, oh no, I'm too hungry and weak to go anywhere. Oh no, no, I'm hungry. (laughs) So this cat approaches him, and of course they don't speak each other's languages, but they do some sort of pantomiming to basically under like get a point that get across the point. I'm not gonna hurt you. Come with me, if you come with me, if you want to live, kind of situation. Mm. Um, so he he chooses to follow this cat. Some other cat people come up and chase them. He fires off his pistol, and they all scatter. The other thing about these cats I didn't mention is that they're they're very fast, um, so quick, so quick. But only, like, mostly when they're running away from something. Short bursts. Yes. Yeah. And they're very sneaky, too, like, as we know cats can be. Um, and so he passes out, and he is told later on that this other cat carried him all the way to his home. And he's set up in his home. The home is, like, literally 
like a a dirt mud structure with one opening in it for him to crawl in and out of and it's in the middle of this very like dense forest because it's not his home it's not his home it's like his dog house yeah (laughs) because that becomes a point of contention i guess later that this guy won't take him to his actual house yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. So we learned this cat savior. His name is Scorpion. Um, cool name for a cat. So I'm cool. Down. So cool. His name is Scorpion. and Scorpion. He works to teach the narrator Felinese, which is the language they speak. And it's a very simple language with not that many varying words and like the Couldn't. Depth. Couldn't tell by the way that these cats they talk later totally in the book. totally normal conversation. <laughs> they just have completely normal and actually quite politically eloquent conversations. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they have like only 12 nouns or whatever. Like, no, you don't. Why no, did you, you even have to have at least this? 100. Like, <laughs> why, why did you introduce this element? I don't know what, again, maybe this is a parallel to something. It doesn't seem like it because it's not like Chinese is a super simple language. It's yeah, no, like I notoriously not. Complex, yeah. lots of different characters and things right because that's another thing they bring up is like they have a writing system but it's just like not very many symbols Mm -hmm. and but then like they have very complex written messages later on in the book so again i don't know why did you even just just so that we could hand wave like yeah he learned it all really quickly because there wasn't much to learn it's like uh, it seems like with kind of all the other stuff that happened, you could have had him like learn a little bit now and be learning it as he goes for like the basically season that he has to stay in the forest, you mm-hmm. know, could have been picking stuff up then. But no, he's just like, yeah, I just learned it in a couple months and it was fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Hand waving. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's because it's really easy. But yeah. So he learns this language. He learns his his boss, his new boss is named Scorpion. And Scorpion is like, hey, Scorpion. you're a foreigner. Um, and that means you're a very important person in our society because every cat in cat country is afraid of foreigners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and we as cats have to hire foreigners to watch over our our forests because that this is our main source of food this is our main source of income whatever you have to watch over them because cats don't respect other cats and we've created the society where it's okay to steal things from people because we don't want to take away anybody's freedoms right so everyone is addicted to this leaf they're called reverie leaves they were introduced by another different foreign nation on Mars, given to the cats. The cats loved them because they instantly like cured their illnesses. They it made them full. It made them less thirsty. Like basically, the in this one leaf, that's all you need to be immortal. <laughs> one stop leaf shop. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and it got to the point in cat people society where everyone became addicted to these leaves and the their behaviors changed because the leaves also made them super lazy and they didn't want to work and they didn't want to do anything all they cared about was eating these leaves the emperor at the time of cat country was like let's outlaw the leaves so the emperor stopped eating the leaves but as soon as they did had a terrible withdrawal hangover situation and was like okay 
I'm now making it the national dish of cat country. Everyone must eat leaves. This is our only resource. Um, and so all of like all the other crops and things died out. All the livestock was sold to pay for, um, more leaves and other, and other like the expenses for, to run a country, um, because they are not producing anything else except for these leaves that makes everyone lazy and not want to work. Um, <laughs> it's just, and their society is very bad right now. <laughs> and I mean, like, I feel like I get what we're saying. Drugs with are this. bad, okay. Well, drugs are bad, but yeah. also I think like the, the commentary on like, focusing on one crop that you then can't really Mm -hmm. like export fully and then so you have to rely on imports for everything else you have to diversify your portfolio but i don't know if that was actually what was happening in china in the 1920s or 30s or whenever like i'm like i feel like maybe this was very smart maybe this made a lot of sense and and related to a lot of things but i don't have the time to look it up right now so um, just gonna keep reading. I'm I'm kind of guessing what like he's gesturing to, but uh, it could be not that. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, who can say? I mean, people who know more than me probably. Yeah, but yeah, probably, probably. There's a lot of people who can say, but it's not us. Not listening to a podcast. Yeah, honestly, let's be real. Uh, <laughs> so, um. What's his name? The narrator. He doesn't have a name. Mr. What is his Earth. name? What is his name? Mr. Earth. We'll call. It. Yes, that's a good one. They do call him that in the book. Mr. Earth. Yeah. Mr. Earth says, "I hate all cat people because of this. <laughs> I look down on all cat people. Cat people are lazy. Cat people are dumb." He is like given the leaves to eat, um, and he says, "No, I want real regular food. Like real food is very expensive because they have to import all of the real food." Um, and so Scorpion is like, no, please just eat the leaves. And Mr. Earth is like, no. And finally Scorpion's like, okay, but you have to at least eat like one leaf a day because also being here on Mars is poisoning you and the leaf will counteract the poison. So he eats one leaf a day and then gets served normal meals, which I guess the cuisine on Mars is very similar to that on Earth because he knows what everything is and never complains. So yeah, I mean, like, they got cats, so they probably got cows. They probably have cows and donkeys, and yeah, yeah. Wait, donkeys? Are we eating donkeys? Maybe. Oh. I was just thinking of things that would be livestock. Pigs would probably <laughs> have been a better way to go. Maybe chickens. Maybe chickens. <laughs> <laughs> they can't eat the white hawks that uh, ate his friend because they're toxic. So that's why the white Which, hawks get to live. They get a pass. I guess the white hawks just live off of all the slaughtered cat people because they, they basically must. just go around killing each other. Yeah, they're like that's the only food that they could eat, right? Yeah, there's like, nothing else there like for them to scavenge because literally there's no other animal besides yeah. the cat people and the hawks and the foreigners. So a good ecosystem. Very good. Works very well. So Scorpion's like, hey, will you work with me? And Mr. Earth is like, I guess so. I don't have anything else to do. Um, I don't really have any goals or plans. I'm just kind of here to like – Shine a light on these cat people and be the, uh, yeah. the audience surrogate. Yeah. I'm not actually going to like have any wants or needs or desires for this whole book. Absolutely except, like, not. Like a little bit at the end, but except not really. Knowledge. Yeah, I just want to look yeah. down on these people that I just met. And he like kind of has this idea in his head that he's going to like save their society. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to start teaching them about how their ways are dumb. But like, but he also does nothing to further that goal except listen to various people tell him how shit their yeah, society is. About how impossible it will be to change. 
Like, at no point does he try to take any, like, actual action, I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Uh, he's kind of useless. <laughs> kind of. So, Mr. Scorpion has hired Mr. Earth to guard his trees. He has a humongous forest of reverie trees because Scorpion is actually, like, some sort of, like, high-up noble society man. It's never, like, said what like he's he's like a, a poet landlo- landlord landlord they call him a landlord at some point yeah there's like a whole he has a whole long list of but like there's also nouns. like at, at one point there's a thing about how many like retainers you have to have for certain like status and i think he had the number that would put him at a noble but i can't remember for sure Mm-mm. So I don't know. He's something. He's something. He's something high up. And uh, Mr. Earth is just, he hates him. He hates this cat. Um, but he works for him and takes his money and eats his food. He he has to guard the trees because even though um, Scorpion has like a whole army of people, he can't trust the army to guard his trees because they would cats just. Cats are lazy. The cats are lazy. They would steal the leaves for themselves. Um, it's very much a society of like. If I can find a way to benefit myself, I'm going to do that thing and fuck everybody else. Like, I don't. It's very one, like, individualized individualism. That's the word. There is also the Buckwild law of foreigners are allowed to kill essentially indiscriminately. Yeah. Other people, I guess, might face some sort of repercussion for Mm -hmm. that, depending on, like, if it's someone of higher status or whatever. Yeah, they can do anything. Foreigners can do anything. Yeah. So, like... I, I do kind of see if it was like, hey, everybody's hiring cat people to, like, protect the leaves or steal the leaves, but then you hire the one foreigner who's allowed to just kill everybody indiscriminately. Like, I wouldn't want to go up against that guy. He's got nothing to lose. Like- <laughs> Truly. And everyone is so scared of Mr. Earth. Like, they they won't talk to him. They won't become friends with him. So Mr. Earth is like, I need to know more about the cat people so that I can convert them to whatever whatever thing i think they need to be but scorpion i can't trust the information i get from him because he's a fucking idiot and i hate him so i'm gonna try and ask other people other people don't want to talk to him so he has no friends he's just here every day like at one point he like he goes down to the river to bathe no one else in cat country bathes he's the only one he goes down to the river and he bathes himself because they're all dirty they're notoriously all dirty, dirty creatures stinky, cats. yeah like they have no sense of cleanliness because they're all no. too lazy to clean um, and they, they do have like this long, glorious history if they are to be believed, if the cat people are to be believed. They used to be a very strong nation that had a lot of like, you know, it was just like a normal ass country that does normal things. That wasn't addicted to drugs on yes, a wide scale. On a, yeah, every person. Um, yeah, so at one point he's like going to take baths in the river and Scorpion is like, having other noble people come and watch him swim and stuff because they're all deathly afraid of water cats um (laughs) terrible cat stereotype um (laughs) so they're all like watching him swim and he's basically like selling tickets to let them watch mr earth swim and mr earth gets pissed and he like goes and beats up scorpion the other thing about cat cat people is they only answer to like strengths of physical prowess or feats of physical prowess. Like you know what I mean to say, uh, they only respond to strength. So he you have to beat the shit up, out of people. 
He also beats up Scorpion after scaring some of the cats to death. But yes, like, yes, literally, he he gets them out to of the death. water and runs at him. And when he gets like, they all trample each other trying to get out, and uh, like f- a few are left uh, on the the banks, and he is like trying to take one hostage to get answers about like what's going on, and. The first one he picks up is just dead because he scared him so bad. He gave him such a fright. Yes. Um, but Scorpion never says anything to the to Mr. Earth about this because he feels like, I guess, Mr. Earth is very powerful. So he can never, like, reprimand him or anything. He just kind of has to suffer the consequences. But then, like, the, Mr. Earth talks about it like, yeah, that's that's just, like, he, he rolled with the punches because that's what the cat society is. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Um, because he killed some people, to, scared them to death, I think, doesn't that lead to them, like, coming and, and uh, uh, yes, stealing uh, the leaves. Stealing yeah. the, yeah. Some, another household comes and steals leaves from Scorpion. Um, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> There's a lot of leaf drama. There's a lot of leaf drama. And finally, it's harvest season. There's this whole, like, weird thing at harvest season um, where they make Mr. Earth stand up on the scaffold that they've built in the middle of the uh, of the forest. And they have, I don't, I don't know, the, there's, like, musicians in the army that Scorpion has uh, that uh, play, play music to signify that people are coming to steal the leaves. I didn't know. I didn't understand any of the scene. But they harvest the I leaves. I think what was happening thing. was they were making Mr. Earth be like the religious like blessed figure. Like Yeah. And he was supposed to stand up at the top and be like watching over the harvest but also by watching over the harvest literally shooting anyone who tried to fuck with the harvest yes they're like rain down lightning upon us if you see yes. anyone stealing the leaves during the harvest um but like they really just wanted him to shoot people with his gun <laughs> wild <laughs> so they do a harvest and as they're harvesting um scorpion starts beating the shit out of one of his soldiers because i guess the soldier like got some extra leaves or was trying to eat some or steal some or whatever scorpion comes over and beats the shit out of him and mr earth takes such personal offense to this he leaps down off the scaffold and he's like scorpion you can't just beat the shit out of your employees and then he beats the shit out of scorpion (laughs) and scorpion at that point it is kind of confirmed like scorpion hates mr earth as much as mr earth hates scorpion but like scorpion he sees the social capital of having mr earth there so a love story for the ages yeah absolutely absolutely enemies to lovers wonderful we've got the leaves harvested now it's time to take them into town um they go into town with all of the leaves and everything i guess to sell them and the way that scorpion travels is by riding on the tops of the heads of his of his soldiers and normal yeah totally normal um i guess like rich cats don't touch the ground (laughs) i don't know i could not this is where again i was so like concerned because they were talking about how cats the cat people's necks are so long they can bend their heads (laughs) backwards and i was like are they stable enough to hold a full cat person on their heads (laughs) or is he wobbling all around (laughs) 
I feel like it's not, it shouldn't even be that their necks are long because cats' necks aren't long. It's just that they're flexible. Yeah. You know, but these like guys have long yeah. neck. These guys are weird little I was giraffe really cats. worried for their necks. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, snap right in half. Exactly, exactly. They march on into Cat City, which is the cat capital of cat country. Um, and Mr. Earth is kind of excited. He's like, I finally get to see like what cat society is really all about. Because all I've done is live in this dirt doghouse that Scorpion's made for me in his forest. I've never really been around a lot of cats. Um, cat City sucks. <laughs> and cat it's society no sucks, as we spend many chapters finding out. Um Let's all let's both take turns saying one bad thing about uh, cat society that okay. Mr. Earth learns about. You can okay. go first. So this is less about cat. Well, it's about cat society, but he meets some of the foreigners because we know that there are other foreigners yes. that work for other people. But none the of them are from Earth. They're just not him. from Earth. They're just other cat people, but from other nations that aren't cat country nation yeah so again this leads to confusion for me because i'm like they are cats in their own country that is not cat country but they are cats and there's this country that is called cat country yeah and and it is cats and they are cats and so why 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 did we do it this way this is needlessly confusing and then i was like i was curious as like is this a commentary about how like people think that all eastern asians look alike mm. but idk that seemed really deep <laughs> it's like i don't know maybe it's just like everyone on mars is a cat i don't know <laughs> i think i think everyone on mars is a cat but i don't know why yeah because <laughs> they kind of make the like point of like oh well you guys all evolved from apes and so and we yeah, just all evolved from cats like and it's like okay cool but also, like, maybe call the country something else other than cat country. Yeah. Because yeah. then all of the countries are cat country, exactly. right? Like, all of the cities are cat city. Why does this, why is this, maybe this is, again, like, I feel like there's something here of, like, a lot of nations call themselves, like, the people or, like, the nation, you know? Like yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. But that's, like, way earlier generally historically than the time period this was covering, I think. I don't know if, like, China had a thing at the time of, like, calling itself something what kind of, like... we renamed America? Because this is a very American thing, right? What if we just uh-huh. named it human country? Yeah. And every like city it. was just called human, human city. city. <laughs> yeah. This is the human state. You know? Human city I, human state. I like it. I think it would um, <laughs> simplify things. Yeah. It'd be really easy to give directions for sure. Absolutely. And then when the cats came, they uh-huh. would be like, but why do you call this human country? There's other humans in the other countries. And we'd be like, and we'd be like Cause they're foreigners. Yeah. It's very Also, American. I feel like I should mention now that I fully did think this book was going to end with like a Planet of the Apes type thing. Mm. Where it just was. It did that. not. It did not. <laughs> but I thought it was going to happen. <laughs> Okay, your turn. What's another thing he learns about? Um, okay, so their whole schooling system, let's talk about that. Um, on your first day of school, you get a diploma mm-hmm. saying congratulations on completing school, completing yes. university. These are all children. They are uh-huh. like you going into kindergarten. They get a diploma that says you're a university graduate. Um, <laughs> and then and then, the, the, this is done with the thinking that if someone 
is already graduated from college, they will, they, they'll have that prestige and then they'll want to continue to pursue education after that. Maybe they'll have the motivation to do so. Um, also they don't pay their teachers or principals because when they did pay them, all of the teachers and principals fought each other to the death for better salaries. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand what this is talking about. I don't either. (laughs) Okay, your turn. Um, Okay, so women. Uh So we have quite a few passages dealing with women of Mm -hmm. cat country. We also have a little bit of Mr. Earth's opinion of women, which is generally not good. Although he yeah. says that it's that he's like not a misogynist, I'm like, yeah, but you are. Um, <laughs> you continuously call these characters <laughs> sex pots. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were calling them sex pots. I'll, I'll give him a pass on that one. It was more the part where he was like, women use makeup, and it's oh, yeah, so yeah, impressive yeah. that they use makeup because men are too cowardly to use makeup. Mm-hmm. But it's good that women focus on just wearing makeup. And I've known some women who don't wear makeup. But but they still act the same way as the women who wear makeup. I'm like, what? Okay. Um, so the women of cat country are uh, also wear makeup. Mm-hmm. This is They're important. Just like a powder. And just a powder all over their face. Uh, generally, they become you can you can have a first wife and you can have concubines, and there's no rule just right about the age of these. Uh, nope. Concubines, you can which take led to a some girl at any age. Very gross passages about a very uh, distressing one about a ten-year-old. Yeah, um, so you can have that situation, and that's kind of like the old school vibes towards women. Um, but now the new school is like free love, um, so everybody just kind of hooks up with whatever. But then little Scorpion, young Scorpion, who is yeah, a character Scorpion we're introduced to, yes, who is like kind of the best of the cat people, Mm -hmm. I guess. We're supposed to like him, Um, but is a pessimist. But he has kind of started this new fad of first you marry, and then you can go do the free love elsewhere, which, like, is confusing to everyone because um, it's not as structured as the marrying concubine thing. So, like, you have all of these little cat children getting born and running around, and mm-hmm. that's no good. But also, it's not the free love thing, I guess, because you married yeah. first. I don't know. Kind of seems like you're just doing the free love part. Yeah. Um, but apparently, it's different than that because you got married first, and, and you ignore somehow, that woman. Yeah, and somehow it's worse, but maybe also better. Not it's more sure. expensive because you have to buy it's a more home expensive, for yes. your concubines to live in that's separate from the one where your wife lives for some reason. Yeah, not concubines. They're not even concubines. They're just they're just girlfriends. They're just girlfriends. Yeah, and that's more expensive. Um, but the ones who pay for it are like young Scorpion's parents' generation pays for mm-hmm. young Scorpion and all his his uh, Various, generation to yeah. And young Scorpion has several women who he hangs out with, but the most important one is Reverie. Not like the drug, but also like the drug. <laughs> like the drug, um, but spelled with a Y instead of an I-E. Spelled with a Y instead of an I-E. And <laughs> she is also a prominent character, I guess. I don't um, know. She's there for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, another thing that's bad is I forgot to mention earlier, all these cats are naked. No one wears clothes. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, and none of them are bathing. And their houses are all made out of dirt. Uh, so at one point... Um, 
<laughs> one point, Mr. Earth goes and like rents a home from a former ambassador's wife. Her the ambassador died, so she's she's a widow. So she's the former wife of the ambassador. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, and she gives him like this open, just like like if you had a if you had a sun deck on the top of your house, but and it had walls but no roof. That's where she leaves him, and he goes. I wonder what they do when it rains. And then it rained and it rained so hard that her whole mud house fell down and killed her and all of the eight of her former husband's concubines. (laughs) Good. Good and cool. It was, that was such a long scene. And then she she had the whole like monologue about like all of the various concubines and how much they sucked. And I'm like, I get it. Like I get the points you're making in terms of like, okay, this is a woman who is like, being has been indoctrinated into the system in such a way that she started as a victim and is now perpetuating yeah, the she's violence like the first on wife. other women. Yeah. And she has to hold the the appearance of, you know, keeping all the other women right. in line. So there's like a lot of so like that I was kinda like, okay, this is kind of cool dynamic, but also like this doesn't matter because this character is literally dying right now and all the women she's talking about are dead. So <laughs> and then she's it's not like, like this is going to go anywhere. This is just this like commenting on society. And then she goes, and now I die. And she rolls over and is like, bleh, and dies. <laughs> oh, man. That is, yeah, that was a thing yeah. that sucked. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, oh, the scholars and oh, their yeah. various. Okay, so we've got scholars. And, like, a lot of this part is kind of um, him being like, oh, there's got to be some hope for cat country. Well, let's check out education. Oh, no, that's bad. Let's check out this thing. So um, Young Scorpion uh, helps him meet with some scholars. And there's two schools of scholars. There's the old school scholars and the new school scholars. Mm-hmm. And the old school scholars are like gross and muddy and have dirt in their ears <laughs> and are nasty fucks who just want to <laughs> hook up with women and eat a lot of drug leaf. Um, and the new scholars are like, he's kind of like, oh, cool. These guys are like the hope for the future. And he's like kind of into them at first because um, they seem to care about like asking questions and and being curious about stuff um but then he follows up with them and uh like goes to a museum and goes to a library and stuff and uh finds out that they've like sold everything in the museum and library yeah um, that in order to like yeah for chapters of of learning about how every every like culturally important thing has been exported in order to pay for the upkeep of the drugs again I, I think I see the parallels here. I think I get it, but also I might be completely wrong. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I don't know. There, There's it, also the, the, pol- the politics. The political party. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Which is like... They have these brawls. Yeah. Where everything is kind of solved by fighting in this nation... But they have brawls, which are like groups of people who want to follow one type of political party that is modeled after something a foreign nation is doing. Um, and like currently they're doing the whole everybody share skiism thing. Um, <laughs> they just they, they all they do is they just talk in gibberish and they think that they're making 
smart political sentiment. And the emperor, um, no matter what the brawl is, eventually like buys his way into being the head of every political party. So it's like, oh, he's such like he he's so uh, forward thinking and whatnot. But really, it's just like all of these parties are bought out by the government. And so none mm-hmm. of them make any actual progress, which, again, that's probably relevant to something going on in China at the time. Yeah. I don't know. Who can say? I don't know. Who can say? I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to look it up either. So suffice it, suffice it to say, this whole this whole society sucks from top to bottom, right? It's a real dystopia. Um, <laughs> and Mr. Earth is like, I can't reform any of this. My my work here is hopeless. And please, like, th- there was one chapter at the very least dedicated to each of these problems. And it was so exhausting. Yes. It's literally Mr. Earth gets a sentence. He's like, hey, so tell me about school. And then Young Scorpion is like, for 10 pages, this is why school sucks here. This is why school is no good. And then maybe there will be a little bit of, like, Mr. Earth experiencing something firsthand, like going to the museums or, in the case of school, going near one of the schools and watching as all of the students get to graduate and then beat the shit out of their principal. Yeah. For some yeah. reason. I think because he won't let them fuck whores on the school ground. Was yes. The reason. Yep. Um, which that's why. And they were all that's, children, by the way. They were way, all like children. Five and six year olds. So like, that's a lot that you're throwing at me right yeah. there. Yeah. And there was one, like one of the teachers came in. He's like, my wife died of starvation this morning because I haven't been paid in 25 years. <laughs> I beg you, go do something else. Literally anything but, else. Like the, there is like some level of prestige to being a teacher because otherwise you're like a lower class cat, which would be even worse. I guess being alive and eating is worse than being a teacher and watching your wife starve to death. I don't know. I'm always saying that. I'm always saying this. So all, we get all these horrible, stupid, terrible descriptions of this horrible, stupid society. And then, and then we get a character named Hawk. Who, who comes into <laughs> young Scorpion's home part of this book. and he goes, young Scorpion, there are foreign invaders come to kill us all. But before they do, it is our time to die. We are going to die by suicide to show them that there are some cats out there who are still good. No, what? It's not, it's not even that he says, let's both die by suicide. Yeah. The plan is for Hawk to die by suicide so that young Scorpion can use his death to pretend that he like killed him or something so that he can gain leadership of the military maybe but like hawk's not in charge of the military he's not in charge of anything he's been living in the mountains by himself he's a hermit who, who has an inexplicable accent that i don't understand let me pull up the hawk thing was so weird it was and i know i know it has to be something it's gotta be like American interfering or something like that. I don't know. And maybe that's like, you know, I'm I'm focusing on America cuz I'm just, you know, we're known for interfering with shit. Mm-hmm. And also his his fucking accent is like, hold on, let me pull it up. Uh so Hawk like the way he speaks is like, okay, he's that way because he's smart. As for being what so like apostrophe instead of a g. Uh what was the second thing you said? He was two of. I didn't catch what you meant. Pessimists are afraid of living, but they aren't afraid of dying. Most of our people go on living happy as you please. Like it, reading it, you slip into a southern accent. Yeah, yeah. It's like written, like in a southern accent. But I, do, number one, I don't know because this is in translation, so yeah, it's very it hard was to translated say. Translated in the 
70s by someone who doesn't whose name implies maybe they are not a native speaker Mm -hmm. of the language so i'm like i don't know if that perhaps lao she was writing in a dialect that would be associated with similar things in china as the american south is associated with here Mm. or if he is trying to write in a southern american dialect like i don't know which one it is is if it's just like if it's like some specific dialect and the translator was okay closest thing to this would be like american southern dialect yeah so let's do that if there's like a a country accent in china yeah 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 yeah. like i i don't know which it is um and i don't know what it would mean in either case so same i don't understand hawk i don't know why he's here but yeah Yeah. so his plan is so his plan is for young scorpion to or for him to die and then they're gonna put his head in a basket and raise it up to be like be on display outside young scorpion's home i believe is to rally people to young scorpion which makes it seem like hawk is like a villain and kind of that's implied that like people don't like him which is why he was in the mountains and hiding maybe yeah so like maybe young scorpion took him out in order and like so people will like young scorpion more and follow him but then like Nothing really comes out of any yeah, of that. Nothing. <laughs> yes. I don't know why we did this. I don't either. We, <laughs> yeah. So like large crowds come and look at Hawk's head um, for several days, but cool. then like as word spreads that there are foreign invaders in Cat Country, everyone starts getting married and having all of these weddings and stuff because they. Say that they don't want the women to be despoiled when yeah. the foreigners arrive. And it's like, what? I mean, like, I get the, like, shotgun. To to me, the, like, wedding thing, like, there's an obvious analog to that. Like, yeah. when any war starts up, a lot of people get married really quick because uh, might as well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, what if you die in the war? But that's not what's going on here because it's not like any of them plan to fight. So. Exactly. Yeah, they have armies, but like they're not they're not effective armies, right? They're no, because they don't listen it. They any don't listen. Direction. Yes, because yes. they don't want to impede on anyone's personal freedoms. That's like their whole thing is like, you have to have the freedom to disobey me because that's what freedom is. <laughs> Let freedom ring. Let freedom ring. Um, wonderful. So then, young scorpion disappears. For a while, for a couple of days, and maybe to go lead an army. Unclear. I th- we th- I think like he kind of it's implied. So he tells Mister Earth like we'll go to the front line together so that you can s- kind of see what's going on. And again, Mister Earth is just like a, he just is like a documentary. Like he's like a journalist. Yeah. Like he's I'm just, just here along to for the ride. figure out what's going on. I just want to write about it later and tell people. Um, so young Scorpion disappears to the front lines without Mr. Earth, leaving Mr. Earth and Reverie in this house together. And Reverie is like beside herself, crying, sobbing with worry. Mr. Earth is like, I'm sure he'll be back. He promised he and I would go together to the front lines, yada, yada, yada. But then yada. in his narration, he's like, he's definitely not going to be back. He might even be dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of them kind of pal around for a while. She takes them out into the streets. They watch an opera, which is really terrible because it's just cats yowling. And um, then a couple days pass and young Scorpion comes back and he's even more depressed than usual. He's like, I'm... And also they see the the sign that's like the emperor's moving shop. Yes. Goodbye. 
the emperor is leaving cat country he's headed east if you want to live go east too basically no it's if you if you are a noble or an official or a yeah, teacher that's right that's scholar right. you can come but everybody else has to stay here and die yeah you <laughs> <laughs> enjoy <laughs> which again like it's like if their whole vibe is like no one can tell me what to do i don't know whatever it's <laughs> But everyone does start heading east. I think there's, a, like, a mass exodus from cat country. Like, Scorpion yeah. goes with his army and a bunch of other royals. Well, some of his army. Um, and so, finally, I think Mr. Earth convinces young Scorpion and uh, Reverie to also head east. Or they, they leave Cat City um, because they can kind of tell what's what's going to be coming. If the Emperor is leaving, everyone else should get out, too. So, they, they leave... They kind of like bunker down in this little abandoned village outside of cat country. And uh, a, they see like a huge crowd of cats come running down the hill. They're they're all in retreat. And uh, I think that's kind of recognized that this is Scorpion's army or what remains of them. And they're all just fleeing. And, and it's a huge mass of people, a stampede. And young Scorpion is like, you two hide. And I'm just going to stand here and let them trample me because it's what I deserve. Um, <laughs> but Mr. Earth is like, no, you're my friend now, apparently. So I'm going to try and save your life. And he hides the three of them in one of the busted up houses. And, uh, and then we get another fucking monologue. Cause like one of the soldiers is like yeah. young Scorpion fucked us. Cause there was kind of like some weird classes shit up to this point. That was basically like, oh, the lower classes like are just stupid and dumb and don't yeah. know how to do anything. And then like this soldier is kind of like, no, actually like we don't have any choices, but to be in the fucking army because of the fucking leave situation Yeah, and young Scorpion like screwed us all leaves. over and blah, 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 blah. So it's like, okay. Yeah, cool. and I don't think it was like if Young Scorpion did something, or if he's just a representation of the upper class. Yeah, it's, it wasn't it's clear. definitely it's definitely a representation, okay. or at least from Mister Earth's perspective, okay. because Mister Earth is like he didn't know who else to blame, so he just had to blame Young Scorpion because he was like the only person that he knew from that class mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but also, Young Scorpion seems to be like kind of taking it all to heart and being like, "Yeah, no, we do suck for sure." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he is a hundred percent right. Um, which, yeah, you see, he really does take it to heart because Mr. Earth's like, oh, okay, well, let's all sleep now and then we'll get a plan to keep running away tomorrow. And they all go to sleep. Um, and in the morning, Mr. Earth is awoken by the sounds of Reverie and uh, young Scorpion having shot themselves with his pistol and they're dead now. He mourns Dang. his best friends in the whole world, Reverie and young Scorpion. Another another one of his BFFs just taken just taken in his prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also don't know how they managed to do this because they specifically said that the cats have little stubby fingers that, that cannot pull the guns. trigger. Yeah. So seems they must sus. have worked together. One. Well, no, because then once one is gone, then then how's yeah, the other one gonna do it? Yeah. It is truly a mystery. They gotta line up the shot really precisely. <laughs> Take them both out at once. Some looper shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So then uh, Mr. Earth just wanders. As a foreigner, I guess he's like totally exempt from any of the fighting that's going on. The foreign cat people are just killing every other cat person of, of, of the cat people society that we have been familiarizing ourselves with. Um, any stragglers are eventually all caught and um, 
caged, put in cages together to be taken somewhere. But while in the cages, the, the cat people fight, get in a fight with each other and claw each other to death. So virtually every single cat person is dead. There's also a part where old Scorpion, who we haven't talked at all, about yeah. at all, but it's Scorpion's dad. Yeah. If you couldn't figure that one out. Um, old Scorpion and a bunch of the other like people, he runs into them and they're like, oh, we're going back to the city. And he's like, oh, the cats are banding together and they're going to fight. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we're going to go. Whoever's we're all going to go to try to like uh, uh, surrender because whoever surrenders first is probably going to get some cool shit. And then they all go and immediately get killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, 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 whoever the foreign cat people are, we're like, no, like, no, we're not we're doing just going to murder. We're not you. doing this today with you. Yep. And then we get the greatest ending to a novel I've ever read. So this is, we get this description of like everything, how the, oh yeah. So, um, a lot of the cat people, we get this really horrible description of how they are buried alive. Um, mm. near the, cause he goes back to the rocket ship he came in on, I guess, just to go see if his friend's dead body is still there. Um, and then he watches all these cat people get buried alive. Um, and then describes how the, um, the cat people themselves completed their own destruction. There's an asterisk. And then one final sentence after living on Mars for another half year, I encountered a French exploration craft and thus was able to return alive to my own great glorious and free China. The end. <laughs> What? It's good. This what? is a good so, ending. This is a good what? ending. No. Yes, it is. Listen, because this is the closest thing that we get to like funny satire. That's true. Because what he's doing here is being like, haha, get it. Cat people are China. So the great glorious and free China is sarcastic. It's, I mean, like, Mr. Earth believes this, but we, the audience, are supposed to understand that. It's ironic because it's not great, glorious, and free. It's fucked up like cat people. I assume. (sighs) I assume that's what's happening here. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that cat people are supposed to be, cat country is supposed to be China. So, like, the whole, oh, and then I went back home and everything was perfect is, like, get it? It's funny. (laughs) I don't know. If that is, I I think the author was correct in his... uh... (laughs) His own review of this book where he said it wasn't very funny. I did a bad job <laughs> of making jokes. I'm sorry, everybody. I mean, I think <laughs> the bigger bad job was that this was the only joke. Yeah. I mean, like, there probably were other jokes if you, like, like a, a couple times, like the Karl Marx thing. We didn't really talk about it, but at one point there's, like, a, a figure uh, who's called, like, Uncle Carl. Uncle Carl. And it's clearly they're talking about Marxism with kind of the stuff that he represents. Um, and Marxism, like... In, like his followers now are not correctly following Marxism, basically. Um, but like that, it's like, ha, huh, I get it, sort of jokes of like just being amused by the parallels that are being drawn. This was the only like joke joke, I think. Mm. I just, yeah, it didn't do much for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather he ended on the previous sentence of the cat people themselves completed their own destruction. The end. Anyway, I'm also, gone now. The end. <laughs> but all, yeah, like I also, <laughs> wouldn't you be like, well, whatever happened to Mr. Earth? You know, do we get closure this way? Yeah, I guess. He got picked up by some random French by dudes. Some French dudes who were back also to China. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that was cat people. Cat country. Cat country. Yeah. God damn it. Let me ask you, who was your most, most valuable puss? 
know this isn't a warrior cats book, but it I'm is gonna cool go with cats. Reverie. Reverie. Yeah, she was the closest to a likable female character out of the like. That is true. Three female characters who had words. Mm-hmm. Um, and she could. She did some some stuff that made her almost have a personality. So that was cool. How about you? Uh, I think it was the foreign cat nation that came in and killed everyone. No, uh, I think my meowst valuable puss was, um, I I think it has to be young scorpion because he has yeah. so much knowledge. He was just our guy. He was, and it, he was the book. Yeah. I mean, he's the closest to being a main character really because yeah. mr earth kind of he was wasn't nothing. he yeah. was just kind of there he was a plot device yeah he was he was the nick to a uh, young scorpions gatsby oh my god <laughs> now i just want to picture them all in their little like 1920s suits and stuff <laughs> yeah young scorpion is holding up his martini glass to the camera while fireworks are going off in the background he's a gif starring leonardo de cat de cat prio yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Toby Meowguire. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Michelle Williams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we want what out of dystopia? You, this is your unit. What do you want? What do I want? What do you want from me, Anna? I want... Okay, so what I wanted to do, I wanted to see a newer release. Like, I want to know okay. what's going on with, like, 2020 and above's dystopia, mm-hmm. if possible. Okay. Um, I want it to be, um, <sighs> I was going to say not a bummer, but they're all kind of bummers. But you know it's... what I mean? Like, don't make it an on-the-road situation. Okay. Um, don't make it a satire. <laughs> I think <laughs> this one was not great. Um, and, yeah, I mean, every other, you know, I think from there, if you could find, like, diversity or female lead or something, you know, things we always mm-hmm. look for in books. Just like something that we'd really jive with. I don't know. Do I just, I want like a modern, like what's happening okay. today in dystopia. Okay. I will do my best. Mm-hmm. Which usually is not very It's good. just going to be yesterday's newspaper. Jesus. Well, we will get into that in a few weeks, probably. Maybe. I got to look we'll at see. our calendar. Uh, next week, it's probably a Meow Meow Monday, right? I think so. I think we are back at it with the uh, first first Meow Meow. First Meow Meow? First Meow Meow? The, f- Warrior- the fourth apprentice. Warriors Omen from the Stars. Maybe. The fourth apprentice. <laughs> omen of the stars. Omen the omens star. in the stars. The, star the fourth omens. apprentice. Star omens, the fourth apprentice. Uh, the week after that... We are going to be starting a new literary submitted unit from uh, constant submitter, Hannah, who has submitted uh, many a a suggestion to us. Um, Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. Carrying the show on your back. Um, Not either of us, clearly. We don't do anything. We don't do shit all. (laughs) Uh, She suggested we do modern mythology uh starting with alexandra bracken's lore so mm-hmm. that is what we'll be reading in a couple weeks wonderful 
In the meantime, if you have any books or units you would like for us to cover on the podcast, either because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at shelfawarecast or email us shelfawarecast at gmail.com. Now would be like a really good time to send in submissions if you like. Our well is running a little bit dry, so if you would like to drop some uh, feel free to do so. Otherwise, you're going to have to be subjected to more of our ideas, which I don't know how much you like that. (laughs) If you, uh, uh, as always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, um, otherwise I'm going to send you to Mars where you will crash land you mm-hmm. and your childhood best friend will crash yep. and you'll have to be living with cat people. So I they're mean, there. Just think we know it. it. If you used, if you use Spotify or Apple podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like. In the words of Lao Shay, I didn't feel like criticizing the cat people anymore. Criticism won't turn a lump of stone into an exquisite sculpture. Those are maybe words we should uh, consider and immortalize in our hearts. What? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't relate. (laughs) No. I had to take her to the medicine cat. (laughs) Spotted leaf. Where are you? Why didn't you send M dreams about what she needs to do? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>